Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined once again this week by best friend of the podcast, Derek from college. What is up, Derek? How was your week? Not much, man. Uh, let's see. Week was good. Started a new, uh, started a second job yesterday. So nice. Got some new stuff going on. Nice. You want to share what um, that is? I'll be handling uh, number crunching and a little bit of the purse strings for a, a vodka distillery in the area. Oh, nice. So as we open up our tasting room and kind of get back up and going, that's what I'll be doing for in addition to my other job. That's exciting. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. I've known uh, I've known the two guys that own the distillery for a long time, and uh, they're really good dudes. And when they asked me if I was interested, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if I actually do help them out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh the the goal is to be a help and not a hindrance so right. we'll see uh, uh what was i gonna say uh yeah other than that it's just been pretty pretty much business as usual um you know as we things start to open back up we've got a little bit more people coming in getting beers at the shop and all mm-hmm. that stuff so you know looking things are looking up so to speak okay Right and on. uh yeah so we've just been playing a lot of video games and watched a movie last night that we will we will definitely talk about here coming up in a second so uh, how about uh how about you how was your week week was good um shot a music video this week i saw that i'm excited to see how it turned out yeah yeah uh me too i uh, started getting uh I haven't seen. Well, actually, I did. I saw a like the first assembly cut last night, which is oh cool. And it was and not really an assembly cut because a lot of the footage that we shot is not in it yet. It was just like basically like to see kind of a loose. It's much looser than an assembly cut. It's not like a proper assembly cut. Assembly cut is just gotcha. some of the footage strung together just to kind of see how it is all looking. And it looks great. Um, I got some of the behind-the-scenes stills back from the still photographer. Those look really good. I've been starting to post those here and there. Um, they yeah. look really good. I'm excited to see how it turns out. Thanks, man. I'm, uh, I'm looking really uh, really forward to the video coming out um, for the song. Uh, the song is called My Fault, for those who don't know. And, uh, and yeah. you should listen to it right now. You should do that. Uh, Stop pause, what you're yes, doing right pause now. The podcast. Go, to, go to Spotify <laughs> yes. and listen to it right now. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that was cool. Uh, did that. It was it was um, a lot of fun to be to do some production stuff again. It's been a, a long time. Yeah, I was thinking about that when I was watching, seeing, looking at your photos. I was like, it's been a while. Yeah. I do miss. I do miss that. Yeah, that hectic, crazy pace of. I, yeah, I consumed a lot of fruit snacks on set. <laughs> uh, lot, lots of fruit snacks, lots of uh, individually packaged <laughs> Cheez-Its, um, you know, as you do. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um, good. So I did that. And that's kind of been consuming the week. Um, everything else has kind of just been like errands and, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, but it was a good week, though. Watch a couple nice. movies um, that we'll talk yeah, about. What you watch? Um. Outside of the ones we're going to talk about, um, yeah. oh man, what did we just watch recently? We watched, um, oh, we watched Dude, Where's My Car? Oh, just <laughs> the cla- one of the top five classics of, of late 90s stoner movies. Yes, and I will say uh, it does hold up. Does um, it? It does. That's good it to do- know. It does hold that up. It makes me happy. It's still funny. Um 
it's much worse of a movie now. Like when you watch it, you're like you realize how bad of a movie it was, <laughs> but the jokes are still very funny. Yes. Um, well, also we were like baby children when it came out, yes. so uh-huh. you know we were like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember yeah. walking out of theater that and being like, "That was a great movie, like classic comedy." Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm gonna rewatch that. That sounds fun. You that should. sounds fun. I want to see see my reactions to it. Um. Yeah, we watched that. Uh, there was another one we watched recently. Um, uh, we watched, uh, uh, a lot of these movies I'm showing Julie for the first time just cause she's never seen them. Like, uh, you, we watched, you don't mess with the Zohan the other day. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. It's been forever since I've seen that. Yeah. Very underrated Adam Sandler movie. Uh, it's one does of my, does it still hold up? It does hold up. That movie's still okay, very cool. funny. I watch it often. It's one of my, it's not a top five Adam Sandler movie, but it's definitely a sure. top 10 for me. Okay. Um, I'll check it out. I want to check that out. I haven't seen it in, yeah. uh, since he came do you have yeah, a favorite? So do you have like a top three or five of Adam Sandler movies, or just a favorite? Uh, favorite Adam Sandler movies. Um, I do. I mean, there's I, I, there's always the the standards, you know, Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Big Daddy a lot. Big Daddy is very um, funny. That that might be my uh, favorite. Uncut. Uncut Gems probably has to be my favorite Adam Sandler performance. <laughs> well, yes. But it's but it's not my favorite movie. Right, right, right. Of his. I would honestly say based on how many times viewed and over the course of my life, probably you could probably talk if you're talking if we're talking just based on pure viewings alone, I would have to say probably uh Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy Gilmore is great. That's definitely my we, top 3. I'm gonna I'm gonna expand the criteria based on how many times viewed plus how often quoted. Yeah, true, true. In, my, is... in my life, that would have to be with a with a landslide. Just mm-hmm. happy Gilmore. Um, I was gonna say, but they're all good. But it's not true. We know this. It's <laughs> they're Adam not, Sandler. They're not good. Very few um, of them are really actually not. good movies. <laughs> this is this is accurate. Like it's yeah. funny to me that we we have this like. Like, oh, it's the funny man. And I'm like, but if you look at successes versus failures, I don't know if we should be trusting him as the funny guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler um, um, rarely makes good movies when he makes his like sort of happy Madison comedies. And the right. ones that are good movies, those tend to be everyone's favorite, like Big like Big Daddy. I think yeah. it's just a good movie. Um, it just it's happens just great, to star Adam truly- Sandler. <laughs> I was also they had it on the other on the other day and for the life of me like Mr. Deeds is freaking hilarious. Oh, that movie's great. I that's one of my favorites for sure. That movie can get it. Like yes. it, I can't I I I wasn't expecting like I didn't even have the sound on. I was just like working away or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't even expect it to like for me to let la- like I would look up hear sorry for everybody if you hear some noise in the background um I have some of the guys working in my backyard. We're not fancy. They came with the rental. Um <laughs> But yeah, we have some guys with some uh, some uh, weed whackers, and uh, I'm gonna call them blowing machines because my brain's just not working leaf, today. Leaf blowers, <laughs> leaf blowers, yeah, blowing machines, blowing machines, <laughs> blowing, ma- and it's essentially what they do—the mm-hmm. wind machine. Um, welcome to the future. Uh, yeah, the world of tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Speaking of but which, he, I think there's a good segue opportunity there. But uh, oh, there is, yeah. But anyway, real quick, I'll uh, I'll just wrap it up. Yeah, uh, Mr. Deeds, uh, I didn't expect to laugh as much as I did just by seeing it without even seeing it with sound. 
Yep. Like it's a, it's truly is a really funny movie. It is. And uh, the fact that Jared Harris plays this slimy, like <laughs> newspaper guy with the most, with the worst hair on the planet, like really bumps it up for me a notch. Like it just, it just helps it so much. more. Yes. That, and he's very funny. He, uh, so I knew him from Mr. Deeds. Like I didn't really know him from anything else. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, me and Julie watched, um, we watched Mad Men all the way through, and he's a yes. character on Mad Men for a, f- a couple mm-hmm. seasons. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, in my mind, I'm just imagining that character is like the father <laughs> or the grandfather of the Mr. <laughs> Deeds character. <laughs> it's so good. Because they're very similar characters, except one is like much more posh and like, you know. Proper. One's a dickhead. Yeah, one's and one's just a, a, dick, one's a womanizing just, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I think they're both dickheads. Yeah, they're but. both kind of dickheads. He's well, he he takes a turn in Mad Men where he's kind of likable, yeah. but he's a he's he's a he's a um he has his demons as they all do. In he's that a show. he's a man of the time. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, uh, speaking of time and tomorrow, uh, there was a teaser trailer for the Tomorrow War, War that was released. I don't know if you saw this. I did not see the trailer yet. I it, saw it's a fine. blurb. Don't you don't the internet need to see was it yet. like this is a thing, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then now it's like I wake like I had time yesterday, and then now it's like there was a trailer too. I'm like, okay, well that would have been nice to provide me in all the articles that I was trying to read about it. Yeah. So I I just hastily watched it right now on mute, and it's 40 seconds long, okay. and it is just a teaser, and it's kind of a bad teaser because, well, granted, I can't I can't hear if there's any voiceover, but when I say it's a bad teaser, like, we, we I think we, on the podcast, read about what this movie's about. It's about, it's essentially, like, there's some war in the future where Chris Pratt, like, somehow the world's armies have been disbanded or destroyed or whatever, so Chris Pratt has to go back in time and recruit soldiers throughout history. Um, that's, like, the, the premise of the movie. Is it throughout history? Yeah, like it's like warriors from oh, the past cool. he brings to the future to like fight and stuff. This so teaser does trailer he doesn't get, hint does he at get that the at all. greatest warrior Does he get the greatest warrior of all time General George Washington and give him a gun? <laughs> yeah, I don't that's know. That's the only I hope way so. that I would be fully excited about this about yeah. this movie cuz I too am watching the trailer right now. And um yeah, it's it seems like it's the only clips of the movie that they have fully rendered and they just put them in a uh in a trailer yeah and there's at the end there's a strobing effect on a what looks to be an alien yeah so it doesn't look good i think Um, what they're selling them this this first teaser trailer they're just like all right let's just get people excited that there's a movie with chris pratt in it and then we'll, we'll for the full trailer we'll save the fact that like he's time traveling but i I, I kind of feel like they should have put that in the teaser at least a little bit. You know well, what I mean? <laughs> here's the thing. If if the entire movie revolves around Chris Pratt traveling through time to collect superheroes like a like a military version of Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. then um you need to have that as an element in a teaser and trailer 100%. because if people get in there and all of a sudden there's time travel, <laughs> uh I don't know about you, but I would be like, "Wait." I'd be very frustrated. I'd be like, yes. "What is this now?" Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. What movie is this? What is this? What's happening? Why are we doing this? It's kind of like at the end of Looper, where all of a sudden there's just superpowers now, and mm-hmm. you're like, "What?" Yes, exactly. Which, don't get me wrong, I love Looper, and that twist is great. But yeah. at the same time, the more I think about that movie, the more I'm like, "Wait, hold what? Hold yeah. the phone." There's no indication that all of a sudden we have superpowers. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And time travel. Yeah, and assassins. time travel. That that's the even the bigger problem. The bigger problem is not necessarily that it's a surprise, but it's a surprise in a movie that already has time travel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we yeah. don't need more. Yeah. Can in the you, last five minutes, it's like, oh yeah, and this kid's terrifying because he has superpowers. Like, <laughs> what? Can you look up um all like on I Wikipedia can. or something the movie Palmer? P A L M E R. P-A-L-M-E-R. Palmer. It's, it stars Justin Timberlake, and I'm kind yeah. of skimming through the trailer right now, and I'm, it looks like he's trying to act I've again. Seen, yeah, I've seen the trailer a couple of times. It's been okay. on TV a lot. Um, it's, what is it, about? Uh, I call it I call it the Crying Timberlake movie, because mm-hmm. he does a lot of crying in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, I'm a character. You're like, oh, good for you. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, no judgment. Go for it. To like, be fair, I do like Justin Timberlake as an actor. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Disclaimer for those of you who don't know. I love Justin Timberlake. <laughs> like, I truly do. Like, he is a, I like his music. Like, I like him as a person. I find him, I like his comedy stuff. I find him to be extremely funny and well-timed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, for those of you that are JT fans that are about to yell at me, I'm not dogging on JT. I'm more of, more so making fun of the the idea of like an an actor who is not like the greatest, mm-hmm. but like disappears for a little bit and then comes back with like a serious movie, and you're yeah. like, okay, it's awards time for you. You've decided, yeah, um, like Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. where he's like, and now I'm in Moneyball, and you're like, oh, so we're supposed <laughs> to take you seriously now? It's like, yeah, I don't do comedy anymore. You're like, all right. <laughs> I mean, good for you, but uh, a little heads up would have been nice. So this looks um, like Justin Timberlake is a sad dad. Is yeah, that basically, basically what this is? Okay. Basically, it is what it is. Uh, Eddie Palmer is a former high school football star, an ex-felon who just got out of prison after 12 years. He lives with his grandmother, Vivian, who also occasionally watches over a flamboyant young boy named Sam. Palmer eventually begins working at the local school as a janitor, and after Vivian passes away, is forced to become Sam's temporary guardian with his mom, Shelly, constantly leaving town. Mm-hmm. Although initially not wanting anything to do with Sam, Palmer soon bonds with the boy, taking him to a high school football game when bowling fundraisers striking up relationships with Sam's teacher, Maggie... Uh oh, one day Sam comes home crying with makeup. Okay, I'm gonna read you this first sentence, and then I want you to tell me where you think that this movie would normally go if okay. it wasn't an Apple Plus Awards like bid. Mm-hmm. Uh one day Sam comes home crying with makeup nar- nar- garishly smeared on his face. What do you think happens after that? Um, I think in a regular movie. About a man who just went to prison for 12 years. Where do you think the movie goes after that? <laughs> well, I think Justin Timberlake pulls up in his in his in his truck and to the kids who like harassed that kid and like mm-hmm. does his like I'm a felon who's got a heart of gold, but I will kick your ass type. He does that whole bit, you know. You're correct. All uh, right. <laughs> Palmer assumes it was Sam's classmates who did it, but finds out it was, oh, Sam's classmates did it, finds out it was his own friends, excuse me, oh. um, who committed the act. Palmer beats up, beats one of them up at the bar. Shelley returns to reclaim Sam, but he's taken away by Child Protective Services. Palmer attempts to receive guardianship, but is denied due to his parole status. The courts temporarily return Sam to Shelley, but Palmer witnesses her abusive boyfriend physically abusing them both. Palmer intervenes, sees that both are using drugs in front of Sam and flees with the boy. So he kidnaps a child at the Mm. end of this. Uh, Shelly calls the police and Palmer is accused of kidnapping. He brings the boy back and is arrested. And Sam crying, 
that he wants to be with Palmer instead of his own mother. Seeing this, Shelly refuses to press charges and chooses to give Palmer parental custody of Sam, and everyone lives happily ever after. Oh, so the, Palmer. Uh, oh, that's the you read the whole movie. <laughs> I did. All right. It's not that complicated. <laughs> All like, right. That's why I wanted to read it, because as I was skimming ahead, I went, oh, there's not a whole lot to this plot, which mm-hmm. is the reason why it is a character piece mm-hmm. with acting. <laughs> acting in quotes. Yes. Yeah. Well. I like Justin yeah. Timberlake. Hopefully, it's, I wish him, it's good. I wish him all the best on this movie, and mm-hmm. I'll probably watch it at some point. But I'm not really going to rush out to go see it. No, I don't think you yeah. should. Yeah, it'll be one of those later. They'll be like, "Hey, do you ever see this?" It'll be a sleeper, a sleeper recommendation. I feel like mm-hmm. from like either you or like one of you know one of our other friends. It's like, "Hey, did you see this movie?" Like, no, should I? I'm like, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is the movie? Oh. There's a movie called Endangered Species. Have you seen this? Oh, I was woefully unprepared. Apparently, I've been on the wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just looking these up as we're as we're going. Rebecca uh, Romaine. Yeah, Re- oh, Rebecca man. Romaine is back, baby. Hell yeah! It's about time. About freaking time there. Oh, this looks really low budget. It's a family. They're on safari. Uh, Rebecca Romaine. They find an endangered species. They have to protect it. And Philip Winchester, who's trying to be an action star, steps up. Jerry O'Connell is in this movie. Oh, good. He's probably the bad guy. <laughs> probably. All right. Well, kudos to Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, congratulations, guys. That sounds, looks like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Directed by MJ Bassett. Let's see. Who, who's also one of the writers? Let's see what else this person is known for. Oh, dude. No, this guy's filmography, his known for highlights. Oh, my. Hit me. Uh, There's the Star series Power. Mm -hmm. He was a director, uh, which I heard that show was all right. Uh Um, He directed all of the show Strike Back, which Philip Winchester was in. Oh, okay. Um, which was an action show that was created for Cinemax. I liked the first two seasons, and then it started to lose some traction. And I apologize, everybody. The uh, wind machine is back. Um, <laughs> the blowing machine is what you. The blowing <laughs> machine. The wind blower. Yeah. Um, we have the technology. Uh, let's get the leaves <laughs> off the lawn. Um, so directed Strike Back. Uh, directed Ash versus the Evil Dead, mm. and his number one known for is uh. The movie Solomon Kane. Do you remember the movie Solomon Kane? I don't. Refresh me. Oh, I would just be delighted to. <laughs> Solomon Kane uh, stars James Purefoy as the title character Solomon Kane. Okay. Um, based off of a uh, a really unknown, I, I, I'm gonna say unknown comic book series. Uh, okay, but I think that's probably what fair. That means, but what I th- think that means it's just belgian or french and it was only relegated to those countries mm-hmm. like it's from a european country that i think is fairly well known in another country but in america we're like mm-hmm. captain america get me another chicken wing um so the plot line as described by imdb is as follows a ruthless mercenary renounces violence after learning his soul is bound for hell when a young girl is kidnapped and her family slain by a sorcerer's murderous cult, he is forced to fight and seek his redemption, slaying evil. Um, so it takes place during uh, Queen Elizabeth's reign, 
and he is the opening scene is him taking a fort in uh, Africa, mm-hmm. fighting some Spaniards, and um, it is all of the most low budget, like but earnest, like we're making a good movie, like a mm-hmm. it's like a Yui Bowl movie, oh. you know, but like more earnest. Like Yui Bowl always has that kind of like thing where it's like I'm just doing this for the money, and you're like, yeah, you are. We yeah. all know this. This is not a secret. This one feels like it's one of those un much much like one of the one of the movies we're going to talk about today in just a mm-hmm. second. It's much like we thought we were a way better movie than we actually were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those, and the the concept like this other movie is absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. And um, but I will give it an A plus for everyone really bringing their all to it but it's one of those where you can see they know kind of how bad the script is and how bad it's probably going to be but if they can just really pump in the performances it'll make up for sort of the lack of budget and um Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff it is (laughs) yeah gotcha it's uh it's wild i wouldn't recommend people go out and see it but if you're looking for a a delightfully bad swashbuckling kind of action adventure film low budget like mid-budget action adventure film then this would probably one that be one that i would recommend all right solomon kane yeah so he's like this de- like demon hunter witch fighter kind of like that movie dude. josh brolin was in the uh yeah um uh jonah hex jonah hex yeah which the comic books are way better Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm no, sure. They are. I mean, not much because he is a Confederate soldier. So uh-huh. you know, anytime they're like, he's a Confederate that so just didn't stop fighting the war. I'm like, yeah, and the legacy still lives on today. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, thanks for that. Thank you for that, society. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Right. So that's uh, so it'll be uh, it'll be suitably. It looks like he's trying. This guy's trying for. Um, more of a a character oriented movie. Cool. Which seems to be the trend like we're talk, talking about today, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be suitably meh. Yeah. There's a trailer for um West Side Story. Uh, I don't know if yes, you saw in, that. Yes, in the Heights, which I was I haven't seen yet, but they from the uh, from the still photos I've seen that are coming out, they look fun. Yeah. Uh West Side Story looks interesting. I just watched it on mute, but uh it looks interesting. It's I didn't know it was directed by Steven Spielberg. That's interesting. Right? Yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, it looks it looks well shot. Obviously, um, it's I mean it's a musical, so uh, I probably won't see it. But <laughs> are you not a fan of the musicals? I'm not really a musical guy. Uh, when it comes to like, there's certain music. I, so I like Disney animated musicals. I'm into that. Well, yeah, yeah, like I mean, live, they're the standard. Yeah, but live action musicals, especially ones that are movies, I'm not really like. It's not really my bag. Um, you don't really like it when people randomly are in the middle of dialogue and start dancing and breaking out into song? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. The thing about musicals that bother me is That's like, I, I don't ever... The I, musicals. I yeah, well, they're musicals. And two, like, I don't understand if, like, within the reality of the movie, do they know that they're singing? Like what role? Like I understand emotionally what role the singing plays, but I sure. don't know if the characters are aware that they are singing. And then I can't help but think about that when I'm watching a musical. That's a great. It's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like to believe <laughs> that they are singing. Yeah. And all musicals exist in a reality where that was a valid form of communication. Yeah, and everyone is just and, a trained singer for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we all just and everyone just lives in a society where if you can't get any tough emotions out, you're you're feel free to sing it. And everybody has to find your uh, find your line and uh, match with uh, background vocals and dance, and we're all trained uh, musical improvists. Yeah, I would I would love to live in a world where uh, if you start singing, a full orchestra joins you. <laughs> oh, absolutely! <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I think I think it'd be even better if it wasn't just a full orchestra that followed people around, but it was just basically by written into the rules by the god of that universe. That music just starts spontaneously happening, and it will follow and match your mood. <laughs> that is a great, yeah. I want to live in that world, and that's how they know they live in an intelligently designed, created <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is the proof of the, the music that it gave us. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> man, that's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all the trailer stuff that I have. Um, yeah, it's been a slow week. Yeah. Uh, did you? Uh, you, I'm, I'm assuming you finished uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, correct? Oh, oh, did I? Yes. I mean, let's did talk I, about I. it. I mean, I think yeah. we don't necessarily need to go like through like details necessarily. Like, we don't need to per, like stay in the the last episode. Like, we can just talk about the series as a whole, and then whatever you want to talk about, yeah, it, we can just talk about. Yeah. How do you how, totally. first? I guess what did you think about as a whole? As a complete body of work, what did you think of the series? Did you like it overall? What would you grade it out of like ten, maybe ten being the as best. a whole? I liked it. Uh huh. Out of ten, um, as a whole, I liked it. I'd say I'd give it a solid eight. Okay. Maybe eight five. Mm hmm. Um, the reason for that is that I felt that the last episode felt very rushed. Yes. And was kind of like they're like, oh, we got a lot to put in there. It's like so, just make two episodes, man. Mm hmm. Like, you know, you don't need to cram it all into one. Mm hmm. Um. You know, I, that's really, really, truly the reason that, that it gets the 8.5 for me yep. is just because of that last episode. It felt like it, it really kind of just made things happen because it it needed to and be, because it was like, oh, we're running out of time. And it's like, well, you know, you can just make another episode. You should have asked for another episode because yeah. there's certain things that I wanted to see more of that I didn't get, like a larger fight scene. You know, mm -hmm. not a um, I felt like the uh, the John Walker retribution redemption moment should have uh, should have been after a longer fight as opposed to him. Five minutes of like, what have I done? And then right. he's like, I'm a good guy now. And they're all just like, ha ha, like slapping each other on the back. Like if I was Bucky or Sam mm -hmm. after what after what U.S. agent put me through. Mm hmm. I would have walked up and be like, hey, man, thanks for your help. And then I think I would have just knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just taken my metal arm and just just knocked him right the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. pardon for the language, but that's how strong I feel. Just how frustrating he is as a character where he's just – and I think part of it is, is, like, he nails that just that – douchebaggy white privilege like everything i do is fine and even if you're threatened by it i can just claim it was a joke and we can mm -hmm. laugh it off it's like no no i don't like you as a person yeah like uh, you didn't deserve to carry the shield in the first place you didn't deserve to carry the mantle in the first place you didn't earn it you aren't the right person for it mm -hmm. and the fact that you still think that you're entitled to it shows how just like wildly out of touch with the legacy 
you know, of all of that you are. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the, it is, it becomes from your privileged white seat in society, and that drives me out of my mind. Yeah. So I, I, I will say... Well um, played yeah. <laughs> by Wyatt Russell, though, for being able to invoke oh, no, he's great. the entire internet's ire of like, hey, that Dave Rogers! It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that. He's not supposed to be. Can um, you take five minutes and Google this, please? Yeah. I, I, I would argue, to me... Um, I think uh, the John Walker character probably had the the most satisfying character arc, in my opinion. Um, I think. Oh no, no, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about. Oh no, him not, to dis- not to disagree, not to disagree or anything. Yeah. Okay. No. Cool. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, I, just, I don't know if I sounded like I was like, oh, no. you're stupid. No, no, I think his character was well done. <laughs> also, you can say so good. you can say that he's stupid. <laughs> but also, all opinions are valid here. <laughs> but also, his character is problematic for many reasons. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah. I yeah. think I think his character is probably. Um, although I think there are elements of his character that were rushed, just like the rest of mm-hmm. this was. I think that he, it's a combination of his performance and some of the scenes they chose to give him. Uh, I yeah. think he had a really satisfying arc, and I actually. Um, I think it was either the second to last episode, or maybe it was the last. I can't remember which episode it was, but towards the end, there were there was a scene where he was kind of dealing with. I think it was when he was standing before that like tribunal or whatever, and was like kind of pleading yeah. his case. I, I just thought like there was something about that character that like I, I they kind of won me over with that character. I was like, I understand this guy, and I like that they didn't just make him a mustache twirling like bad guy. Like yeah, he's I got like depth to him. Yeah, like I I bought like I felt for him. You know, like I felt bad for yeah. him as a character because he's just another person that we you know was you know chewed up by the military industrial complex and then spit out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and used I, I like that until he got everything out of him. Yeah, and then they just ditched him on the wayside, which yeah. is sadly what they've been doing for hundreds of years. Yes. Um. So but yeah, that speech, I agree with you real yeah. quick. If I can, inter- mm-hmm. if I can jump on a piggyback on something you were talking about mm-hmm. um, before we move on. Um. I agree with you that speech that he gives in front of the con- in front of the uh, the 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 you know tribunal mm-hmm. of the like you made me this mm-hmm. like I am the product of the world you want and the mm-hmm. military you want and then you're, what you're gonna do is I make like I lapse in judgment once now granted it was a huge lapse right but it's like judgment once I let my emotions get the better of me and you can me that quickly with and don't toss and just toss me in the trash like how dare you yeah which I was like cool like yeah that's you know like even as like even as much as I don't like you as a person like I understand and like Mm -hmm. it's like I thought that was a great moment and he his performance in that moment was just absolutely like just great like he yeah he's great you could save he was like saved all of his acting energy for that one (laughs) deal and I was like well played, man. Like, well, good, well put. And I think that would have been, if I was doing, I think that would have been my audition piece. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So here's, so if I were to grade the show out of 10, I yes. would give it, although I thoroughly enjoyed watching it, I think I would probably give it a six. But as a qualifier, okay. I would give it a six, but I think what they were trying to do with the show, there there is a 10 there is a a nine or ten level show or movie in there somewhere, but I think I agree. I think the so the problem with this being a mini series uh, is one six episodes. 
six episodes is not long enough to do some of the heavy lifting emotionally and dramatically that they were trying to do. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to, because essentially the, the goal of this show is to get Sam Wilson from being uh, the Falcon to being someone that we believably and credibly believe can fill the shoes of Steve Rogers, right? right. And that's that's a very heavy feat because, you know, Steve Rogers was, you know, they spent many, many, many years and many, many, many movies showing us why he deserves would, to be Captain America and no eight, one else. <laughs> would you say they spent a decade? Yes, I would say they spent a decade. Multiple phases of the Marvel <laughs> MCU. the groundwork for yes. this <laughs> And they're trying to basically show that Sam Wilson is similar in six hours worth of television. Um, so that's one thing that you're, so they're already fighting an uphill battle of that. And then two, it, they didn't, they obviously did not want this, want to spend an insane amount of money on this show. Like, like yeah. levels of money. Like they didn't want to spend, you know, $600 million or something crazy on this show. Right. They wanted to make it for a reasonable amount of money. And because yep. of that, there were a lot of filler episodes where not yeah. a lot happens because you can't just pad the episodes with a bunch of big fight scenes and special effects because, you know, those things are very expensive. Well, no, I mean, you can, <laughs> but they won't be good. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's a sliding scale on it. Like, right. you can offer those fight scenes, but they won't be good. And that's a complaint that I, I have that I want to bring up a little bit after, yeah. after you. But, yeah, yes. yeah, keep going. But, yeah, I, yeah. Totally. Um. So, because of that, uh, there wasn't a lot like that's why I feel like my main argument about the show is I think this show could have been a really, really good movie. Mm. Um, a really, really good solid two hour movie, I think, is in there. Um, oh, I was gonna say, I think they should have gone for one of those two, two and a half, two forty five runtime movies. Sure, I mean, sure, I Be think just because you want to let it breathe, you know. Yeah. You got, I, I think a two hour, I think you're correct, like a two hour movie in there is good, but I think you're gonna need that extra time to kind of get. To the stuff because kind of what I the stuff I would have liked to see more of mm -hmm. you're gonna need that that runtime and now we all just assume that Marvel movies are gonna be about just around three hours anyway so right you know yeah whether they earn it or deserve it or not <laughs> right yeah because I think you either needed to go the miniseries I think was the perfect recipe for a subpar version of this because I think you either needed yeah. to condense it down to a two and a half hour movie or make it a full season of a series like i'm right. talking at least 10 episodes probably more so that we can go with sam on this journey of becoming captain america in a in a way that feels long enough and feels you know fulfilling enough um mm -hmm. e either way would have been better but this kind of was like in the middle of that and so because of that it felt like okay we have a two-hour movie here plus like four hours of kind of like random filler stuff that will occupy some time <laughs> you know what jet, I mean? Jet setting around the globe, yeah. following this random terrorist group. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and and we burned a lot of time trying to find the flag smashers. Oh man, that was like there was a like in, so much time in an Avengers world where they can find anyone with a push of a button because we've seen it in movies like over and over again. Like, yes. why is it so hard for we've them to seen find it in this other group Marvel of movies? <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, like, why okay. don't they have full okay. shield at their disposal? I don't understand. Okay, here's my thing. 
now I'm going to get into my complaints. Okay? Yeah. Okay. I like the performances. I think everybody did a good job. I like the messages that it had to say. I think they're very powerful messages that I think you and I are going to talk about a lot more as like, as you know, as it goes on, because things are going to start like mm-hmm. occurring to my brain that'll be like, oh yeah, this had a lot to say about that. And as I rewatch it again down the road, but here's my, here is my problem. I was so tired of seeing the buddy the buddy movie version of Zemo and the boys that like, <laughs> yeah. like it's just like, we don't need that many episodes on it. You could have taken those one, mm-hmm. you know, half maybe, yep. but like Baron Zemo did not need to be that big of a part in it to mm-hmm. then have him be pointless in the movie. Yes. Um, all- like you just had them uncover all of those. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, you could have just as easily had him uncover all of those things, you know, with with them investigating, right? Mm-hmm. Or having like, you know, or or giving giving a larger part to um, Joaquin Torres, yeah, because you know, he's already there. He's already the info guy. Like right. he's already tracking the flag smashers down. So like, why do you need Baron Zemo to be in the mix? Like that to me, like don't get me wrong, I like Daniel Bruhl's portrayal and I mm-hmm. liked his character, and I'd like to see more of Baron Zemo in a you know coming up, but. Yes. Like I don't think he needs to have that big of a part in that in this TV show that's supposed to be about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? And it's also more about U.S. Agent and <laughs> stuff like that. That I'm like, are we sure we have the focus on the right characters? So that's my that's one of my complaints. Yeah, there, well, let's, one of my stay, other... let's stay there for a minute because I think there's there's some What's meat. Up? Let's stay there for a minute because I think there's some meat on those bones um, that we can. Chew yeah. on is the is the is the metaphor I'm going for. As they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I think that's a big problem with the show. I think there's too many characters who mm-hmm. swallow up too much of the focus of the show. Yeah. Um like you're trying to and and ultimately it's like you're trying to focus on this journey that that Captain America's on. And like so once once so it uh if they're trying to make the show because ultimately, the show what the show is trying to do is to get Sam Wilson to be Captain America. We now right. we now know that if that right. is the focus, and 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 so that's you know you're watching this arc of Sam Wilson, and you're also watching the arc of Bucky. As like I get, I guess I mean I'm probably being a little bit more charitable to what than what they had on screen, but I believe the arc of Bucky is learning to. Instead of just always trying to just push forward and continue the mission and kind of ignore, you know, the the demons and, and ignore dealing with, you know, the past, have him deal with the past in a way that is, you know, freeing him and allowing him to approach whatever is coming, you know, his way with a clearer mind instead of being, you know, carrying all this baggage. Fine. We do that. Okay. And then we need a villain. Give us a villain. But then there's also U.S. Agent. There's the Flag Smashers, there's Baron Zemo, there's, um, what's her name, Carter, that's doing a bunch of stuff. You said what? There's Isaiah there's Isaiah, Bradley. There's Isaiah, there's Isaiah Bradley. Which I feel those characters are necessary. Oh, yeah. Were extremely necessary for what they were trying to do. 
Yeah. So I wouldn't put them on the toss out bin. No, for no, no, no. That's, that's I'm, I'm not even. That, yeah, but, no, no, definitely yeah, not. You're right. There's there are so many, many people. There's Julia Louis Dreyfus yeah. in the mix, and everyone feels equally as important. And that's what's that's what's hard. Yes. Is we don't need this many mm-hmm. characters for a mini series. Like if this was, yeah. if this was a 24, if this was a regular TV show, and we're gonna get 22, 24 episodes of this. Okay, yeah. then you can, you know, in six episodes, we'll introduce the 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 U.S. agent or you know what I mean. You can really right, spread it out. Right. This is just too many characters because it's like, I think with this script, you could remove the Flag Smashers whole cloth from this and just give us because this is a type of show where we don't need a really intricate and deep and and like layered villain because mm-hmm. the show is not about the villain. The show is about right Captain. It's about you know Falcon Winter Soldier and U.S. Agent and that kind of like who's going to carry the shield. That's that's what it's mainly about. And then we need a villain for them to disagree over how to handle. So the villain doesn't need to be, you know, the Joker or some very complex (laughs) villain. It just needs to be a bad guy who wants to destroy the world, which could be Baron Zemo, perhaps. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or in maybe maybe it should have been. (laughs) Maybe it should have been. (laughs) Instead of that weird power broker twist at the end, which I was not happy about, it made zero sense. Like it should have just been Zemo as the power broker, and then be like, well, "What happened? I thought you hated the Super Soldiers program." He's like, "I did. I hated yours. Yeah. I didn't hate mine." And then you go, "Oh, what?" <laughs> yeah, it was just it was instead of being like the power brokers open for business. My reaction instead of be like, "Oh, what was? Oh, are you serious?" Yeah. What? Uh, let me ask you this: What yeah. was the Flag Smashers' plan? Like, what? What is? What are they trying to do? Because I still don't know. <laughs> as best as I can understand it, and we're talking at best. Yeah. Now I haven't gone fully insane and busted out my red ribbon or my red string and uh, occupied the <laughs> office in my house and turned it into a weird like Sherlock Holmes map. Um, but as best as I can figure out, the Flag Smashers were part of a. We're representing the group of people. So after. The blip, mm-hmm. as we have previously talked about. Yep. Um, the blip took away all this stuff. Well, you've got all these empty houses and stuff like that. So all these less fortunate people kind of moved in and set up their lives. Because I mean, obviously, we have all these all this space now. So it's like, okay. why wouldn't the government give assistance programs to get people in there and all this stuff? Mm-hmm. So there's this massive like rehousing, like relocation project that was for the better for the for the less fortunate after the blip, right? Right. Then the people come back. And the flag smashers, this is where the flag smashers come in, is they are tired of being displayed, like, because countries moved borders and all this stuff. And then when the blip came back, then all of a sudden, we're going back to the way things were, but we're discounting all the people that benefited from the way that they, that things changed. And so these now, these people are now being, they're, you know, they're, they're refugees, they are evicted from their homes, which aren't their homes, but still are. There's a whole weird, I was trying to think of like how I would feel about moving into a house, having the blip come back and having people be like, well, you need to leave, it's their house. It's like, well, here's where my problem with the Flag Smashers happens, because she brings up this example and she's like, imagine you live in a house, you set up your whole life for five years and the people whose house it was, they come back. I'm like, well, then it's their house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like now- I'm not saying that there shouldn't be an assistance program to help you get back into a new house or help you find new housing mm-hmm. to equate to get back to your quality of life or whatever. But like, 
if people disappear and then they come back, then they're back and it's still their house and their stuff. Like you don't just get it because they're gone. Yeah. And they're like, and they're not going to be out. Like they've just disappeared for five years. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know what's going on. They feel weird. They're still going to be readjusting. So getting into a a situation or a setting that they're familiar with, AKA their old house might go a long way to giving them some stability while they cope with the fact that the world is different and all these things have changed. Right. It's like, you don't just get to throw a freaking temper tantrum because people came back and now yeah. they want their stuff back. Like as far as I can understand, the flag masters want to keep their importance and hold on, keep this like, you know, fight for the disenfranchised people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of done on a very selfish and sort of like a uh, nearsighted kind of, uh, kind of basis, you know? Yeah. And I, so I, I'm, you know, it's funny is I'm, I'm perfectly fine with, like that reasoning because sure. of course the reasoning should be off that's what makes them the villain you know what i mean mm-hmm. oh, but yeah, totally my thing is like i can understand the logic but i think we needed an episode or at least a giant chunk mm-hmm. of an episode devoted to seeing that play out like cuz that that thing that i think that was the main thing that was missing from this show is carly morgenthau just exists and she has all these you know, one-liners and things that she says about why she's doing what she's doing, but we needed to see how her life was affected by this. Like, I would have loved, instead of the episode where, like, they go to friggin' Madripoor or, like, one of these random episodes that I felt like, why are we even here? Like, Madripoor (laughs) was fine. Yeah. But if you're not really gonna introduce, if you're only gonna introduce it as a location that exists in the MCU to get people excited for X-Men... You can just do that, right? In I an think announcement. yes. Be like, don't worry, Madripoor exists. We're gonna yes. do the X Men, even though there are. I've seen all this stuff where people are like, did you see this Easter egg? It's like that's not an Easter egg. Yeah, it has nothing to do. Like that's the one thing that's been driving me nuts about Falcon and the Winter Soldier with the fandom more than more than WandaVision is people think that now there's like this deep layer. Everything that Marvel does is these deep layers and nods to all these other things in the MCU, and I'm like, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't, and you're grasping at straws. Yeah, and what you're doing is you're actually creating disinformation. Yeah, <laughs> instead of actually creating information that's going to help people. Yeah. So like, stop thinking that every Marvel thing has time to layer decades of like dripping with hidden like hidden nods to all this stuff. It's like they're just including it because they want to include it. There's a sign in the background of something like in a marriage report marketplace. Okay. They're like, well, that's the same sign as the X Men comments. Like, well, maybe that's just a brand that they think is a put in as the MCU and is a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it doesn't indicate anything. Exactly. Like the, if anything, Madripoor could have been the thing that's just referenced to in passing, and we spend an episode Absolutely. actually seeing what Carly had to go through and why she is hell bent on terrorist tactics to get us back to whatever she thinks the world should look like we don't ever really get that and they throw some things in to try to like oh this person i really looked up to this uh uh, this lady this old lady died and oh isn't that sad no i want to see like i want to see an episode of carly as a teenager or whatever living through the five you know her her impoverished family finally has a, a chance at life because of the blip and things are going well and for the first time, they have you know something to call their own, and then all of a sudden, you know, five years in, the family that lived in the house before shows up, and there's all this back tension and, and and riots and protests. Like, I want to see. Yeah, I want to well, see that. Back, 
family comes back backed by the GRC, the Global Repatriation Council. So Yeah, I want to like see Carly's family thrown with zip ties in the back of a van saying, you know, yeah. sorry, you don't live here anymore. Like, I want to see that. We need give to her, see that. <laughs> give her a reason to make me feel bad for her because yes. I don't like her as a character. No, she, she I can't her character is treated The actress terribly. did a great job. Yeah. She, the actress did a great job. She mm-hmm. did a great job of what she was given. I cannot stand the character of Carly Morgenthau. I cannot stand her. Yeah. I don't understand what her motivation is. I right. don't understand her weird oscillation between like, I'm pouting and sad and feel bad for me to be like, I'm a maniacal crazy person that's going to kill all these people. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't be both, but like the way it was written was just clunkily done. And I feel like it would have been better if we'd just seen her as opposed to the leader of this group, but like maybe the leader of a smaller group, not this global freaking network that if it's that big, there's no way S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't know about them or how to find them instantaneously. Yeah. Like, do you think Nick Fury, even off world, would be cool with that? Hell no. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely not. He would just be like, no, um, yeah, can we get rid of those guys? Thanks. Yeah. Um, he just sent Black Widow and Hawkeye after him. <laughs> yeah. And we like, also can, or not Black Widow, but like Hawkeye just be yeah. like, Yeah, you can kill him if you want, because that's apparently your deal now, Ronan. Um <laughs> Yeah. But uh but yeah, so it's like I don't know, man. I just I don't like her character. And then we're expected to feel bad for her character at the end when she gets shot. I just went my only reaction was like, Good. Yeah. Good, get her out of here. Yeah, hopefully she won't come back. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I also don't think I yeah there was just a lot about this show that just felt really convoluted. I don't think they needed superpowers at all. Like no. Baron Zemo doesn't need to be in the show unless he's going to be the villain. Otherwise, why is he here? Exactly. Um, it's just yeah, it's just weird. But um, okay, Wakanda's showing up made sense i like I that say. i like that if, I if that zemo's cool. if zemo's gonna be broken out of jail i like the wakandan showing up that that also yeah. kind of you know reminds us that there's a a bigger world outside of absolutely the, the random Ooh. cities that they're in i like that one, th- one thing i wanted to talk about is sebastian stan and, and um what is her what is the actress's name the gal that plays io florence kasumba mm-hmm uh, their chemistry on screen mm-hmm. was just, Mwah. yeah, was no, they so were great. Good. Mm-hmm. They were so good together. I yeah. was like, I want to see a show with just them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Io and the white wolf. I'm like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. More of that, please. Which leads me to something, another gripe that I have. You have, <clears throat> so you've got these guys that are the flag smashers that take super soldier serum, right? And mm-hmm. they're not Steve Rogers strong, but they're round. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You got Wyatt Russell, and uh, did he end up taking the Super Soldier Serum? He did. Yeah. Because it seemed like he was just as strong as he was before. There was no like jump up level to it <laughs> that I could detect. That I went, oh, now he took the Super Soldier Serum. <laughs> I went, he looked just like he could just do that before. So yeah. no, I, I think he he the... did take it for sure. But yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Like, mm-hmm. I'm fine either way, but, like, it seemed like he was just as that strong beforehand. Right. Um, now, Sam Wilson, same thing, getting his butt handed to him a little bit, all this stuff. There's only one character, one in the entire show, that whose fighting capabilities I had a problem with, and that was Bucky's. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to tell me mm-hmm. that a super soldier mega assassin mm-hmm. who 
has worked covertly and has combat skills basically downloaded into his brain for any situation. Yeah. You're going to tell him he's got super strength, speed, like all of that stuff, and a metal arm to boot made mm-hmm. out of vibranium, no less. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me he's going to get his ass kicked by a bunch of teenagers with super soldier serum? <laughs> no, nah, dog. That's not how that happens. That's yeah. not how that goes down. That fight in the room with the knives? No. Done in like 30 seconds when he kills all of them. Yeah. Like, stop nerfing Bucky. Stop nerfing him. I mean, yeah. I guess if you didn't nerf him, the show would have lasted for three episodes because <laughs> Sam would have been like, was that how you'd like, yeah, I just killed them all. It's the easiest thing. Yeah. Or like break their bones. Like, but the way he's like, you don't get Carly Morgenthau does not punch Bucky Barnes in the face. That's just not how that happened. Yeah. I don't care who you are, what you think, what kind of super soldier serum. The Winter Soldier does not get touched at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to tell me that the guy that fought Steve Rogers hand to hand and was winning by like a little bit in, in the Winter Soldier on the street with the shield, you're going to tell me that that dude who went toe-to-toe with Captain America and almost beat him is going to lose to a bunch of slightly organized kids with cell phones. Yeah, I think he... No, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think he I was... so pissed. Yeah, I think he was... Um... Yeah, I think the, the he was given uh, very short shrift in this in this show. His role sucked. Yeah, he was used very poorly. I mean, essentially, he was there. <laughs> it's kind of funny because his character is essentially just there to like be the quippy guy. <laughs> well, n- not necessarily the quippy guy. He was there to like basically like talk shit to Sam Wilson, like basically telling him how he didn't want to wait for Sam Wilson's character to have an arc. Just be yeah. Captain America already. God. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, he was like the voice of all the impatient audience members. Like, <laughs> why isn't he in the suit already? Why are they taking so much time for character development? Yeah, he's... <laughs> America already. He's basically there to just harsh the buzz of the TV yeah, show, and I'm like, why is he there? <laughs> and lo- and deliver really, actually, very well timed quips. Like the yeah. one that killed me was when, oh, what did he say? He made a reference to Gandalf. He's like, you get that? He's like, yeah, I read The Hobbit <laughs> when it came out yeah. in 1936. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had some fun. He had some jokes. He was pretty funny. But yeah, I that think that was good. Yeah, and I think some of his some of his old man jokes I thought were good. Yeah, and I think the the main problem with like sort of you said the nerfing. I think the the main problem is there we didn't have enough time because he. That's the I think the idea is he's supposed to be dealing with like he doesn't want to kill anymore and he doesn't even know if he wants to be violent anymore because he's dealing with you know demons from his past. But we don't get enough of that to justify why he is not really just unleashing on these yeah. bad guys. And so it feels like he's just his character has just been nerfed. So it doesn't totally. feel justified at all. Well, you also have this issue where um Yeah, I mean he could have used he could have used more time. Even if he doesn't want to kill people anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just have him go the route of Batman right now. Where yeah. he's like he'll still break bones and mm-hmm. like put people in the hospital and put people in traction. But like and he'll also just let them die apparently yeah but like he's not the main cause of their death like that would have been fine yeah but like have him walk into the room and just start knuckle dusting everybody with his vibranium <laughs> arm and just knocking them out like yeah. left and right like i he's not i don't want to see him relegated to the side of a sidekick where he's just as powerful as all of these like where these super soldiers know just as much as he does like there's no way 
there's no way that John Walker could actually fight Bucky Barnes mm-hmm. in a toe-to-toe situation and walk away winning. Mm-hmm. Like that fight in the warehouse where it took two of them to fight him. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, that's mm-hmm. not how this works. Mm-hmm. Sam, yes, I think that fight should have for the Shield should have been just between Sam, mm-hmm. Sam and John. But you add Bucky to the mix, and it's like, no, it's over. Like right. the dude is they're just gonna smoke him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I get a little, or I where my problem comes a little bit is where I'm just like, I love Sam Wilson, I really do. Mm-hmm. But I found myself, but he did what Sam, he did what I knew Sam was going to do or what they were going to have Sam do in the show. I liked more of where Bucky's journey was and I want to see more of him. And that's where I'm very much like, I would like to see a rated R white wolf movie mm-hmm. where he just goes, where they go, Wakanda's in trouble. And he's like, you mean was in trouble? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> daddy's home yeah you know what i mean we're like or even have him hell even if you want to just keep him as a sidekick like watching him team up with with shuri as black panther would be dope yep or just send him on his own tv show with with you know io with like where they run around the world trying to like reclaim vibranium technology that's been stolen from the wakandan government i'm like something something where you just let the pit bull off the chain and watch him do his thing i'm like it's just but it was painful and frustrating to watch him not fulfill his potential from what we saw for his intro in the MCU in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, he's genuinely terrifying in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he should. And I was I was missing the like the like the scream audio like trigger that they have in that movie that like cues that the Winter Soldier is here. And I was like, I was watching the show being like, I miss that. I miss seeing the fear in people's eyes when Bucky walks through the front door where they're like, even if you've got the super soldier serum, your response should still be, oh, shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, do you know who I am? I do. Yeah. Like, then you can tell them why they should be afraid. Like, okay. Yeah, or, or if they're going to go the other route where, like, you know, they want Bucky to go on this arc where he's – not he doesn't want to be somebody who's feared anymore or whatever and he, you know he wants right. to go more of the white wolf route or whatever you have to lean into that like you have to either way you either got to have him be the winter soldier or have him be you know the white wolf or whatever version of bucky they're trying to do but they kind of went halfway and so it kind of didn't feel satisfying yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. kind of lean well, cuz that could have been fun too to see bucky like I don't want to fight anymore. Like, this is not what I'm here to do. Like, exactly. I'm retired, but people keep trying to force him into fights. I think that would have been great. Yeah, even if you have it, like, where he's, like, <clears throat> where he's trying to talk people down most of the show. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe have that be Sam's, like, well, you're afraid to fight now. And he's, like, it's yeah. not that. Yeah. I just, I I don't know how to do it and not kill people. Exactly. So yeah. I have to, like, something like that. But it would even be great, like, especially because then that would be the moment at the end where you have, like, because that's where I would love to see, like, you know, Sam go after Carly Morgenthau because mm-hmm. he's the idealist and she's the idealist and you have them deal with it. And then you just have John Walker and Bucky face off. And Bucky's <laughs> like, you didn't deserve the real shield. You don't deserve the fake one. I'm going to take that from you. And yeah. he's like, bring it. And he goes, all right. And where he's just, or it's something where he's just finally like gets to a point where he's like, I'm going to fight you. And yeah. you have this like, well, I've already seen you fight. And he just goes like with the tunes up the arm and he's like, no, you haven't. 
and he just destroys him. Like, yep. that's what I would like to see is something like that. Like, that's what I was hoping we would lead to this moment. Now, having said that, the payoff with Sam in the new Captain America suit, it looks good. His moves are freaking slick. I was like, I was genuinely laughing in a good way the entire time he was chasing that helicopter down just with the tech he's got where he can talk to the guys like who's got you know pilot experience he's like all right we're gonna do it on the count of three mm-hmm. one two just oh just takes the dude out through the helicopter i was like this is cool i like his moves with the shield and the wings and the jet pack and all that stuff and it really allows him to kind of so i was worried that him not taking the super soldier serum wouldn't translate very well <clears throat> but it very much does um mm-hmm. and i like that he chose not to take it I thought that was very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, man, like the, there was a lot of really, there's a lot of really good stuff in this. And mm-hmm. I think, I think we sum it up. You summed it up when, when you said that there's a really good movie that exists yeah. inside of this, especially with a lot of the stuff that was probably left on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like there was a fantastic movie that exists inside this, mm-hmm. but I feel like we did it disservice because it was a miniseries. And instead of doing it in a two hour movie or two and a half hour movie, I feel like where the problem is. And I will say this about <clears throat> WandaVision as well mm-hmm. is that when they feel like they don't have the time constraints that, that comes with making a movie, Mm-hmm. They allow themselves to breathe in ways and in areas of the story that aren't successful and aren't exactly needed. Like if mm-hmm. this was a movie, I don't feel like we would have had so many different characters with the perspective and the emphasis on all of these are important. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been, I think, you know, having that mindset of we're only doing a movie really forces you to kind of cut, trim the fat out and really get down to the point. And I feel like they kind of lost that. And same thing with WandaVision. Hopefully, hopefully this tightens up as their, as their new shows go on. I would, you know, and I think it will. um, Yeah. They'll listen to the feedback, but I feel like they could have brevity is kind of lost a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like when they feel like they've got, I've got six hours to breathe. And it's like, Nope, you really don't. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, yeah, Uh, I think that was pretty good. Um, I think we, We've we voiced everything. I think that was, I think that was yeah. great. Um, it, and, and 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 by and large, and I was gonna say, if you're out there and you're listening and you loved it, like that's great. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I, you know, and I truthfully had a pretty good ride. And like the, all the the things we've brought up, they're not major inconveniences or no, major problems no. that I have. They're just minor things that I go off. Oh, you tweak this, I feel like it would have improved your product. You know, mm-hmm. like you know. But going back to it, when you have when you have Sam and Bucky fighting fighting flag smashers on the top of moving freight trucks mm-hmm. and Bucky isn't just breaking everybody's <laughs> knees and faces and all that stuff and like <laughs> yeah. just plowing like a, just plowing straight forward I kind of did that's the moment I went oh they nerfed him and I'm mm-hmm. not going to enjoy this really and then you know you're talking about to the budget constraints like I wanted to see more choreographed fight scenes which obviously takes time and money mm-hmm. um, so hopefully if we get a season two of this or if we get with Captain America 4 being announced with Sam being as Captain America, if we get Bucky back in that, I would like to see a little bit more more action sequences that are a little bit more deserving of the skill set of the heroes kind totally. of thing, you know? Yeah. Look, make me believe that these guys went through what they did, you know? Totally. Yeah, I so, agree. Yeah. All right. Well, let's um let's move on to the other movie we watched this week. <laughs> um you watched Mortal Kombat Yay. 2021? I did watch 2021 Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, uh what do you think? Uh I um 
I have never, I haven't seen a movie in a while that so earn where the actors so earnestly thought that they were making the Avengers, mm-hmm. and uh, so blatantly were were very much not. <laughs> like one thing I appreciated about this is that the cast was going for it. Oh yeah, everyone was great too. Everyone bought in. Mm-hmm. Everyone bought in. Now, for those of you listening, I am going to talk about it was ridiculous and crazy <laughs> and bonkers, and I laughed the entire time. Mm-hmm. The entire time, like from beginning to end, I was just laughing the entire time. But I was laughing the way you laugh on a roller coaster, mm-hmm. where you're like, this is insane. And I don't know what's going to happen next. And I'm so happy I'm watching this because they clearly just lost their minds when they made this movie. Yeah, I I will agree. I think the tone of this movie is perfect. Like, from a, I don't mm-hmm. want a Mortal Kombat movie that takes itself too seriously because that's not what Mortal Kombat is. Even the games are. Mm-hmm. They're All the games are tongue-in-cheek. There's, like, recurring jokes in the games. So, yeah. like... The tone of this was perfect in the sense of like it nailed it. It's it's the right amount of like insanity, but it is also there's like a good amount of cool to it. Like yeah. from the costuming, I think there's really good fight scenes in this movie. Oh, um, the costuming was great. The only pro- the only person's costume I had a problem with was Sonya Blades. It was like it's too plain <laughs> against everybody else. Yeah. I'm like way too plain, man. Yeah. Like especially the final fight where they're all like geared up and stuff, and she's just in a od wife beater and black jeans i'm like yeah (laughs) or something yeah um yeah so i I loved the tone of this movie i think that that's that's a good point in terms of like the laughing and and, uh, yeah because i felt the same way like i was kind of like this is insane and it should be i mean it's mortal Kombat. totally it's mortal Kombat. Um, and that's the thing i love watching like reading some critics reviews they're like it it clearly (laughs) what is it it clearly wasn't made in earnest. I'm like, no, it was made in earnest, but it nailed the tone of the video games for the fans. Like, this is not a movie for you, critics. This yeah. is a movie for fans. 100%. Like, it seems like it took the worst parts of the video games. No, it took all the parts of the video game and put it up on screen and just just went just went for it. Like, on a level of they're like, you know, I love this, this sort of the, there's just that vibe where they're like, we may never get to make another one. Mm-hmm. So let's just make the movie that we want. Yeah. <laughs> like, Good for you. That's how all movies should be made. Yes, totally. Don't um, stick you. Don't hold anything back <laughs> in reserve. Make the movie, and totally. then if you get a second deal, great. Totally. So, but what, if they put up a Kickstarter to put a sequel to this, I would absolutely contribute to it. A hundred percent. So, what, what what would you give it out of ten? Uh, okay. So, there are two separate scales okay. on real time actual critic brain movie me going like. Let's see. Let's let's explode this and look at it for the pieces. Mm-hmm. I'd give it like a like a five, five or six. Okay. Um, but as far as my pure enjoyment of the absolute just just mind blowing insanity that is Mortal Kombat, I'd give it like a nine mm-hmm. because they straight up like. And I am gonna recommend that if you guys like crazy movies out there or bad movies like we do, like it's it's this weird couple of things. I felt like I was watching a 90s action movie again, mm-hmm. which you don't get that much anymore, and it made me very happy because mm-hmm. the sensibility for the entire movie was very 90s, like mid, mid-late mid 90s action, like B-budget level action movie, much like the original one. <clears throat> so that was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It felt like putting on a warm blanket. Like I felt like, I'll put it this way, if, 14, if this had come out when I was 14, I would have been telling every single 
person on the planet. This was the best movie that was ever made. <laughs> yeah. Like this would have been my, this was my 14 year old, like my inner 14 year old. This is my citizen Kane. Totally. Like it's so unbelievably perfect in how just almost like they knew how bad it was and they just leaned into it just to be like, well, at least we, if, if we know it's going to be bad, at least we're going to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where I think that there's that perfect nexus of like, we know it's bad, but it's fun and everybody's going for it. Yeah. Where they're like, and, and I love just like the random, disparate, just blatant stealing of parts from the Avengers and parts from like Justice League and like random superhero movies. And I'm like, oh, this guy's a blend of like Captain America and like all this stuff. Like, and so it's like you can see this the character stereotypes that were blended in to make these characters that these actors are like, this is my chance. And you're like, yes, and you went for it. And thank you so much for doing that. Because if they half they half asked anything on this film, it wouldn't have been as fun. Mm-hmm. Totally. I agree. So, I yeah, I had a great time watching it. Like it was one of those I was like, I knew I was gonna be like, well, at least be entertained, but I didn't realize that I was gonna like run out of endorphins because I was gonna <laughs> laugh for an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I even started laughing when the re- Mortal Kombat uh, theme song remix came on at the end of the credits. Like mm-hmm. I lost it. I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> they really went for everything. It's so good. <laughs> what did you? What would you? What would you rate it? What, what did you think about it? Yeah, I'd probably give it a six. Um, I because I like like with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think there, I think there is a really the first half of the of Mortal Kombat. I think is really strong and is really 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 good. It's a good movie. Yeah, like all it genuinely the, is a good movie. All of the Scorpion Sub Zero stuff in the beginning is anytime they're on screen together is great. Oh, um, absolutely. I I I Sub Zero is my favorite Mortal Kombat character, and the way. The way they did, the way they introduced that character, and the way that they, I loved the look of that character. I think he looked terrifying and menacing. Oh, he was, he was a great villain. Yeah, I I like the premise of like, you know, the bad guys are doing bad guy stuff. They're like, hey, we know there's a tournament, but why not cheat? We we haven't won ten years in a row from not cheating, <laughs> which was yeah. a line in the movie. And yes, exactly. Yeah, and I like that. Like I like that they had like a very clear motive. They're like, look, we're just gonna go around Terminator style and kill all these people before they get to the 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 the, the tournament. I liked that setup. Um, I yeah, I liked everything that the movie was doing. Um, I think. Yeah, the the second half of the movie, once it become like once basically once all of our heroes are together and they start the training process, I think the movie becomes a yeah. much lesser movie. Um because and and that is the point where they kind of stray it, it, it away goes, from the premise, honestly. Um They go it goes wildly off the rails. Yeah. Cuz cuz I thought the way you do you know, a really clever because I thought the the way they were setting up the movie was very clever. It's like, all right, instead of having the tournament in this movie, because we want to, you know, hopefully we'll get a sequel. And you know, the fir- the last movie, the original movie that was made in the '90s, that one was just a straight up tournament movie. So for this one, we're gonna have it be like sort of like this kind of like Terminator. Let's travel, you know, through these portals and try to kill these people before they get to the. The tournament I thought was a very interesting thing to do, and I think, and it basically is like a horror movie, like a horror martial arts movie where um, yeah. Sub Zero is your villain, and he's going around and he's trying to kill. And you know, you send your villain team around; they have these different fights. 
and I thought that could have you could have just played that out for the whole movie, and I thought it would have been great. Um, but when like I feel like halfway through they kind of just abandoned that. We're kind of like, no, let's have a tournament. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then that yeah. that that's kind of where yeah, it fell apart for me. So- Oh, absolutely. They talk about so much about you must be, you know, we have to get you to the temple to train for the tournament. And then there's a tournament. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm confused. Did we actually see the tournament? Yes. Or did we like miss that? We did see the tournament. So it just happened early? No. So we didn't see the actual tournament. We saw a. Oh, so we did. Like sort of a makeshift tournament. Um, oh, okay. yeah. We didn't see the actual Mortal Kombat tournament yet. See, I was very because they talk about the tournament, the tournament, the tournament, and then all of a sudden the fight scenes happen, and I was like, it was pretty lackluster was for that the it? tournament. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they just start introducing characters for no reason other oh, than left like, and right for yeah, no reason other than no like, oh, the crowd will there. the crowd will love to see these characters. You know, this chick has blood on her mouth and she fights with size. Oh, she's got a big old mouth now. Check that out. Chainmail. Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. And it's like, this dude's a lizard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with no Which, explanation. I was not happy about that one. That was yeah. one that I was like, I feel like you could have just had lizard yeah. as opposed to an actual like lizard. I feel like that was just weird. Did he change into an actual lizard in the games? So, yeah, so that, that character is Reptile, and there are some... Oh, ver- Reptile. Yeah, Lizard is from yeah, Spider-Man. With lizard. <laughs> yeah, right? He did look like he was from Spider-Man. So there, there is a bunch of different versions of Reptile. In most of the versions, he's just a, a like a ninja who has like like reptile powers. Like he spits acid right. and okay, like that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. I just confuse the term with lizard with reptile. Yeah. But he looks like Scorpion and Sub Zero. But he's also, green. by the way, I always it makes me laugh always that you're you're like, oh I'm a sub zero because I'm a Scorpion fan. Mm-hmm. So like God, they oh, I loved him in this. He was, I wanted more. Oh yeah, I didn't want his like Superman show up version on the Justice League where it's like you get five minutes of screen time <laughs> and all these cool powers, and then he just leaves. I was like, oh come on, yeah, um, you're teasing me, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think the movie kind of falls apart in the second half, and like just, it just becomes very goofy and not in a good way. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I think specifically the moment we can kind of get into some things we didn't like about the movie. I think specifically where it starts to fall apart for me is like how I mentioned the training part, but specifically the idea of the Arcana with like yeah. people's inner powers because um, that's not a thing in with the, the games. Birthmark, with the birthmark for the fighters and the Arcana and the passing of the birthmark. Well, to the people. so I like the birthmark thing. I didn't mind that because I don't mind that in in a world where there are gods and elder gods and I didn't mind right. that there's like a you've you've been chosen from birth to be a part of this. All that's fine. The part oh, I'm not dogging that. Yeah, don't change the rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When Everybody gets the – it's a succession deal. So you kill the person before you and then you get theirs. Don't bend the rules when there's – but there's one family right. just for the convenience of – you could have easily taken that. You know how he's like constantly – he's like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I want to get beaten up and I lose all the time. Maybe he's punishing himself for killing somebody in the ring and that's how he got the mark. Right. Maybe. And now Scorpion sees him. Yeah. Like, but he also happens to be like a lineage successor of like, you know, Scorpion's line. And so there's like a twofold thing where it's like, mm-hmm. when the birthmark and the line collide, like it's just the chosen one will be found. Something like that. Like it takes what, five minutes? Yeah. And I also don't. So the, I think the main problem with this movie is that there are no rules to anything. Oh, none. It's just kind of like, so why can the bad guys just blatantly cheat and there's like no consequences? Uh, well, here's here's the thing. There are rules, mm-hmm. but the one rule is 
would it look cool on screen? Like, yes, then <laughs> yeah. do it. That's yeah. the rule. If it looks cool or sounds cool, we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they, this should have been more, I think, more of a fighting movie in terms of like, like clear cut rules to this, like the way all of this yes. happens so that when the, it means more when the bad guys break the rules and, and it, it makes people's actions more justified because I don't understand why anyone's doing anything. If like the bad guys can just break the rules and like there, apparently there's no consequences. So it's just right. like, Oh, we just yeah. do whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so what did you think about the character of Cole young who was created for the movie? He's not in the game. So. He was created for the movie. Yes. That makes so much more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Because he felt like he was created for the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did not. I thought he was a whiny little bitch. Yeah. Um, I thought that he was too. There was no confidence. There's no spine to him. There's no like big arc. He like gains confidence when he when he gains when he figures out what his power is. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you don't like he's just I don't know. His character just didn't. It didn't resonate with me from like scene one and that might have been the lines that he had because they're all very stereotypical like mm-hmm. where's your uh where's your ringside fight she's over there and i was like oh his daughter it was like sister and then i realized oh that's his daughter <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what no yep you know like when did you have her when you were 12 yeah the casting on that point was not good mm-hmm. he was not good mm-hmm. um but yeah like i didn't understand his girl, his wife, girlfriend, whatever, baby mama was alarmingly adapted alarmingly fast to the fact that her her guy is now jumping in and out of like portals and just <laughs> arriving on lightning bolts and just being like, "Oh my god, where were you? Are you yeah. okay?" Like, yeah, baby, I'm fine. Yeah, it's like, how do you know? <sighs> yeah, his um, his character yeah. just felt so unnecessary because what they're uh, I, I see what they were trying to do or what they were hinting at doing is like okay he's the the distant yeah. relative of scorpion and so he he it, i just don't understand why he's not scorpion like why he doesn't become new scorpion like that is also my question that's where i thought it was gonna go we're like the the spirit of Scorpion was going to show up and be like, I give you my powers. Like it's my curse and my power. And he's mm-hmm. like, it's the greatest power, the power of being able to control the fires of hell and use, you know, the powers of hell as you're like, which is also just metal is all get out. Yes. But like, you know what I mean? Like where he's just, you know, give like, this is my power. And then it's like, Oh, okay. And then he's like, I'm, I'm Scorpion. It would have made in that moment when he's fighting sub zero in the frozen gym, which was cool setting, by the way. Yeah. Um, I thought it was gonna be a um, a better deal where he like he's fighting, he's fighting, he's trying to like get away, he's getting his butt kicked, and all of a sudden he like gains the powers of Scorpion, and then he like chains him, and that's when you have the get over here, and you're yeah. like yeah, <laughs> which was weird because Scorpion shows up, says that one line in English, and then speaks the rest in Japanese, and I was like oh that mm-hmm. didn't feel good. Yeah, so I have a yeah that that's weird too. Like there was so much attention to detail in the opening of the movie where like 
like you know Sub Zero, who's who's has a you know his character Bihan has a, a Chinese name, so he speaks Chinese, and Sc- Scorpion is from a Japanese clan, uh, and so he speaks Japanese. And there's all this What's detail. The line he says that I thought was really badass. I was like, why has that not happened before in any movie with different languages? He's like, I don't understand your words, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, like I thought that was great. Like there's so much attention to detail, and then when Scorpion shows up, he says, "Get over here." I'm like, come on, man, yeah. <laughs> like. I was like, no. Did you learn English in hell? Yeah, is is that where you learned it? Uh, Okay, class, sit down. We're going to teach uh, English language. It's the common language we use down here in hell. Don't ask me why, because we were created by a bunch of uh, ancient Hebrew and and individuals. Uh, (laughs) We're 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 also a religious amalgamation from a bunch of different societies that all speak different languages. But English is the language that we learn down here. Okay, it's the letter A. Yeah. so did he have to attend class? Yeah, exactly. So I have a uh, I have a pitch uh, to change this script that I think Please. would make it a better movie. Um, Please. So, because because also we don't ever fully understand why the Lin Kuei clan, Sub Zero's clan, like kills Scorpion's like family. Do we know that? I don't think we ever I learned thought, that. I thought they were just fighting ninjas, just rivals, just battling ninja clans, just rival clans or something like so, that. So he- here's what I would have done. All right, so uh, Sub Zero's clan is from China, and they are traveling the world, trying to conquer as many places as possible. Um, mm-hmm. Scorpion's clan, the original Scorpion, is like a clan of uh, guys who have—they're like a family, like a like a like basically like a feudal Japanese um, like mafia family. Where like, but so like either samurai or the actual ninja clans yeah like they 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 are they commit crimes against the wealthy you know ruling class because they they they, they commit crimes of like necessity like okay, the only so way we can, be ninja yeah we can only survive if we steal and if we you know that's how we can feed our kids because the 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 upper class doesn't want to give us anything over now, so so, and then you may, maybe the ruling class hires Sub Zero's clan to come in and destroy this this crime family. Their 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 crime family is able to survive somehow, like you know, kind of in the shadows throughout the ages, and they become eventually like the name Hasashi. I think was the last name Hanzo Hasashi. Uh, like the the Hasashi name becomes like synonymous with like the mafia, the same way the Sopranos does. Uh, sure. But like it, it, they do that in like Japan, and Cole is a descendant of them, and so he kind of wears that as shame. Like I'm not going to be a criminal because he doesn't see the other side of it. All he sees is right. I'm not a mafia member. Like I, I don't want to be associated with that. So like my, you know, my dad didn't associate with that. His dad didn't associate with that. So I don't. Right. And then, yeah. so he spends his whole life like trying to like, I don't want to be associated with that. Like he's like I, you know, and that's what makes him a bad martial artist is because he doesn't, he's not taking ownership of who he is. He's like, I'm, you know, I want to fight, but I want to do it my way. Like I don't want to, I don't want to be dirty. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to kill. I don't want to harm people. And because of that, he doesn't really have the killer instinct. So now right. his arc is his arc for his character is to go on a journey of self-exploration, discovering what his family was actually about, not just the stereotypes. And, you know, what will make him a great fighter is coming to terms with who he is and accepting that rather than running from it. And then you have 
you know, the ghost or the other, you know, the outworld version of Scorpion who's been in hell all this time, desperately trying to reach out to Cole because he's like the last surviving member of the Hasashi clan or whatever. And he's like, you have to continue fighting for what we fought for. We didn't fight dirty just to fight dirty. We fought dirty because that's the only way yeah. that we could survive. You have to fight for your name the same way I fought for my name. And he's like, and then that's, well, that's where Cole gets his power from is having this you know, this conversation with Scorpion, which is really a conversation with himself. And then Scorpion gives him the Scorpion mantle and the Scorpion name. And then, and then we get Cole as the new Scorpion. Um, and he, ha- and then now you have, so now you have the satisfied fans who have seen the, the, the Hanzo Scorpion, like the original Scorpion. And then now you get the new Scorpion who kind of looks more modern and looks kind of like Sub-Zero in terms of the gear and stuff, but it's like a yeah. yellow version and you have that new Scorpion. And then now his character has something to do and an arc. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? He's not just, and I'm also here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is what it felt like the entire time. Yeah. Like, there's all these great fighters and then there's just Cole on the side where I'm like, why are you? Like, oh, are you still here? Like, yeah, I'm gonna tag along. Yeah. Can I hold your hand? I'm scared. Yeah, like, and then when like, he gets hey. his he finally unlocks his powers, they're not scorpion powers. They're like these random like he gets like a Black Panther absorption kinetic energy suit and some weird like blades. <laughs> he gets a weird under golden under armor training uh, upper body sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some loose black pants. Some Tom shoes. It's like, why wouldn't he just become Scorpion? I don't understand. And some fancy fancy gold police batons, one of which is sharp. Why was one of them sharp and the other one not? I don't know. And why when he stuck stuck it through the eye, pulled it out the other side, why was it the blunt one that he used and not the sharp one? I don't know. Nothing about him makes sense. No. (laughs) He should have just been new Scorpion. This is why I feel like they made the first half of the movie and it was going so well they got excited that they got to make the second half and then they just lost their it's like it's like watching a little kid kind of get too excited and then they kind of lose their way and you're like, no 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 no. Yeah. Like we're not done. You still gotta still gotta focus. Yeah. They were very excited about the Scorpion Sub Zero stuff and and then then they're like, oh shit. We have to write the rest oh, yeah. of this movie. Uh, uh, oh. get, get some characters together. Uh, we'll just we'll just throw some characters around. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it. I I don't know. There's so many random like combat choices. I just always I don't know why my brain always focuses on stuff like this in movies where I'm like, why would you choose to not just make it make sense? Yeah. Like why did why so like why did he need weapons if his like suit charged up? I don't know. Like it, that, that whole decision was very why weird. Why did he have? Why did he have loose black like Bruce Lee pants and Tom shoes all of a sudden? Why like, doesn't why? he get scorpion powers? I don't understand. Why doesn't he get scorpion powers? <laughs> yeah, these, I'm like oh, okay, like this. It's just I don't know, man. I there's certain things where I'm like okay. I also would love to say like my favorite thing was the um was the uh, the move that uh, the bad sorcerer. What's his name? Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he just grabs that dude by the neck and just goes <gasps> and just starts sucking his soul out like a yeah. vacuum cleaner. I was like, oh my god, that's hilarious! Like, doesn't do any other fighting than just like, I am big bad. You can tell that because I suck souls. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't actually fight. It's like the actor was like, yeah, I'll be in it, but I'm not gonna fight. I'm like, well, that's kind of the point of the movie. Is like, yeah, I know, but I'm not gonna. Right. So if you still want me, we're not gonna do that. They were like, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there were yes, yes, yeah. It was there were definitely. Some I also loved Captain America. <laughs> Who was Captain yeah, I America? Said, I also loved Captain America hat. 
Who was that? No, Captain America hat. I don't remember. The guy with the metal hat that like would throw it like the Captain America. Oh, uh, Kung Lao. Yeah, Kung Lao. Yeah, Captain America hat. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Because this is the thing. I'm not super familiar with the characters in this. Oh, okay. On this video game series, I just played it. I didn't really pay attention to like the backstory that the video games developed yeah. after a while. I was just like, "Oh, that guy looks cool. Like I'll pick him." And it was always Scorpion because, <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah, the dude shoots a chained blade out of his arm, like come yeah, on. and yeah. burns people. I'm mm-hmm. Like that's metal as hell. Like I'll just hear that. I'll just hear a face melting guitar solo in the background while I just like take my mask off and burn you to death. Like yeah. that's awesome. Um. So I, did, I don't really know the names, but uh, but yeah, the entire time I was laughing, I was just like, I was very much just like, oh, he's Captain America hat. This is fun. I like this. That's funny. I didn't even make that connection. That is very oh, funny. See, I was watching it because we've been, I've been watching so much Marvel stuff lately. Yeah. And specifically only Marvel stuff for the most part. I view this entire movie from the perspective of, oh, they're trying to achieve the Avengers in really? like every oh, way, shape, is, or form. And it makes it way funnier that's funny yeah way funnier if you look at the people that are like oh you try to find the character similarities between their lineup and the avengers Mm -hmm. it makes it way funnier because it is so much been viewed through that i didn't start out but i started to see little connections as it went on Mm -hmm. and i was like oh they're just trying to make a fantasy a fantasy martial arts avengers movie because they do like the call and the assembly and then the training work as a team and like all mm-hmm. this stuff. And they go through the whole thing. And then there's the final fight and they're doing it. They're doing it. And then it, yeah. It, so looking at, looking at it from that perspective, I had a wildly good time watching all of this. Try to, try to um, you know, come together at the end. That's but, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I, didn't even, yeah. I didn't even see that. That's very interesting. I should watch it again and look for those similarities. You should. It makes it way funnier, <laughs> especially if you view it like they were trying, like because they don't quite achieve the, like the success of the Avengers mm-hmm. clearly. But like watching them try to achieve that, and from the mindset of like, what if they told all of these actors that were going to be in it that you're going to be in a fantasy martial arts Avengers series that's going to take off and it's going to be franchised? And you're going to have all this stuff, and they're like, yeah, okay. And so you can see it if you view it from that perspective, it becomes wildly more funny. Mm-hmm. I'll have to watch it. I'll have to check. I'll have to do that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the guy who played Josh Lawson, who plays Kano, was uh-huh. hilarious. Oh, yeah. He's great. He, he His was quips very were funny. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's very funny. I, I actually liked this. I really liked the scene. Even though I, I didn't like the whole like Arcana concept, I liked yeah. the scene where they were getting the rise out of him to try to realize his power and stuff with the, the laser eye. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was very well played as well. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, man, it. He was. Yeah, he was funny. He was funny. I. I also didn't quite understand the whole like. And maybe this is just me and my ignorance with the Marvel Mortal Kombat franchise, mm-hmm. but I just go, why are we spending so much time with the emphasis on Sonya Blade needs to be here? Um, I guess because that you need. I well, I'll say this because you, you need a woman. Well, no, not because you need a woman. I was going to say you need sort of like an audience surrogate, but that's Cole. Um, yep. And I guess, well, I guess she's the only one who's like, um, equipped to like go around the world and like find the rest of these combatants. But then I guess if you have Raiden, I guess it doesn't matter. But yeah, you don't. Yeah, I don't know. She's not needed. Yeah, she's I mean, dead weight. Yeah, there. I mean, there is there is an arc for her to be had because I thought the int- there was an, the idea of her 
not having the like being a chosen fighter but like being worthy i think there was something that cool to be done there but obviously there wasn't they didn't capitalize on it no they didn't capitalize on it if they capitalized more on it i would have enjoyed her character more Mm -hmm. she's just kind of just there she's just kind of a mouthpiece yeah there's a lot of characters that are just there it's a lot of exposition that comes out of her mouth that we don't really need and or oh, I'm just yeah. like why that, are you That's here? why she's there. She's there to to tell Cole why he's there. Basically. Well, she's there to t- what she's there to tell is the people that are high watching it like what doing so when they phased out they can catch up to what's been happening. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's literally why she's in that in that movie. Yeah, she's uh, there to explain everything for sure. Yeah. But yeah. uh but yeah. It was fun, man. Yeah. It was a good time. Good I time. highly recommend everybody go out and watch it. You're not going to, it's not the most Oscar winning movie, but like <laughs> I said, my my inner 14 year old was very happy. Yep. To, um, uh, to, have, to have watched it. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Mortal Kombat? Um, I hope they get a sequel. Yeah, me too. Because I would love to see, I would love to see a sequel that was made by these guys and like, just the insanity that would ensue yeah. from from that from them getting a budget to make another movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah, man. I thought. Yeah, it's. I was delightfully surprised with how much I enjoyed it. Yep, uh, I I had a good time with it. Um, yeah, I was looking it's forward to fun. it. And yeah, it was it was a good time. Well, it's like random stuff real quick before we end. Like, there's a lot of characters in the movie that just get introduced for no reason. Like, that chick with the wings that just gets absolutely destroyed. Like, oh, yeah. Like, quick. Well, yeah, know? she was there for that that death. Oh, I know. The, the... Cannon fodder. But yeah. it's like you introduce this character that's supposed to be, like, this crazy, like, oh, my God, she's a crazy fighter. And then it's just like, where'd she go? Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go out, that's the way oh. to do it. The the Kung Lao fatality with the hat. Oh, and, yeah, oh absolutely. That's the way to do it. <laughs> like a saw blade on the ground. Yeah. I was like, this. that is one thing I will say is that they put, they mapped out the fight scenes really well mm-hmm. in this. Like they're the fight choreography. It's almost like they spent their entire budget on just the fight scenes. And I will say that based on the, uh, based on the, on the games that they, that this movie comes from, I was very happy to see that they were very much focused. Like, this is just a fight scene movie strung together by a very, very thin plot. Yes. Like, okay, cool. Like, once you get into that headspace, Mm -hmm. God, it's a good time. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, man. It it was a good time. Uh, When you just can sit back and eat your popcorn, it's, 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 it's definitely made for that. I shoveled Girl Scout cookies in my mouth. There you go. What kind? I killed an entire box of Thin Mints watching it. Thin Mints. And I have no shame about it. I'm more of a Samoas guy, if I'm being honest. That's my back. That's my backup. Mm-hmm. I uh, I enjoy the Samoas and the Thin Mints. Yep. But apparently, speaking of this, topical. Maybe we can get some people on it. I don't know. Maybe hopefully this will get the news out or whatever, and we can fix this problem. Apparently, there's a warehouse in Atlanta that is just chock full of Girl Scout cookies that aren't that don't have homes or mouths to go to, mm. and I'm kind of like. That might be. That might be the kind of heist that I would be interested in uh, participating in. Yeah, that might be the move. No real impact. <laughs> like, go give them to people. Obviously, you're not going to steal an entire warehouse full of Girl Scout cookies and hoard them. That'd just be rude. But like, you know, go get them and uh, bring them out to the greater public. You know. <laughs> yeah. That sounds but, like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, man. Where can people find you on the internet? On the internet. All right, right? you can find me at. 
Derek underscore nickel. It's D E R E K underscore N I C K E L on Instagram. Oh, sorry, Twitter. And then at cinephile84 on Instagram. And that's where you can find me. Great. Uh, you can find me at uh, Asan the DJ across social media. That's at A H S O H N the DJ. Um, you can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular on social media or at weeklyregular.com. Derek, thanks again so much for joining. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. All right. We'll see you all next week. 